Welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market M&A and Private Equity. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner at Steichman Elliott in the Private Equity and M&A Group. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome Jay Grace. Jay is the partner and managing director of Supply Chain Equity Partners. Supply Chain is a, a Tampa-based uh, U.S. private equity firm that really is unique in that they focus their investments on a very specific uh, sector, the distribution and supply chain economy. And so uh, I'd, I'd like to introduce uh, Jay, and uh, and I'm excited to have him join us. Jay's uh, and, and Supply Chain have been active in Canada. Jay, thank you and welcome. I'd love to just maybe introduce our audience, introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself and supply chain. Well, Mario, thanks for allowing me to uh, participate on your podcast here. Um, very appreciated. So hello from the uh, lower 50 states here. Uh, Mario mentioned that we're headquartered in Tampa, Florida, and we invest throughout all of uh, all of North America, You know, which primarily for us means Canada and uh, the US, and we dabble a little bit uh, down in Mexico. Um, so Mary, just a little bit, a little bit of background very quickly on myself. You know, I'm an engineer by background. Don't hold that against me. Uh, went back to business school later in life, spent about 15 years plus in the world of operations. So I actually had a real job for a living before I started doing what I do today. And uh, worked in investment banking following that. And in 2006, uh, we pulled all of our teams away and we formed Supply Chain Equity Partners, which is the only private equity fund in all of North America that invests exclusively in distribution and supply chain businesses. Um, what else makes us special is we do that because most of our money comes from the distribution industry. The vast majority of our investors are folks like a lot of listeners, I think, to this podcast, and they are former owners or current owners of uh, distribution and supply chain related businesses. And they look at supply chain equity as a way to reinvest back into uh, back into the industry and we have them available if our partnership investments uh, want to leverage their background, their experience, uh, their capabilities and, and the Rolodexes and that they can get to just about any customer vendor or you know, potential prospective employee um, that we'd like to get to. So it's a very, very powerful um, combination and because the majority of our investors are from the industry, we can take a very, very long-term view of our investments. We don't have any hold horizon whatsoever We've been in businesses for, for more than 10 years, and it really gives us the flexibility to work with the management team to really help grow the business together because we are very much, first and foremost, growth investors. Jay, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, your your specific focus on uh, distribution and supply chain, you know, sometimes people say when well, you're too specific, you don't see enough. But I, I know from working with you that, you know, you do not have any difficulty finding deals at supply chain. It seems as uh, though, even though you're specific, finding deals is not a not an issue. Well, well it's interesting, Mario, because um, I'll, I'll put a couple stats on the table that, you know, most folks don't recognize. And that is just in wholesale distribution. So B2B, distribution, there are about 248,000 B2B distributors in North America. And, and by the way, interestingly, even with Amazon and such, that number has stayed relatively constant over well over a decade. Um, so it's a very, very large market. There are 109 different verticals. So think about, uh, think about everything in the room that any listener right now is, uh, is sitting in. You look up, there are, dis there are distributors of lights. There are distributors of furniture. 
They're distributors of carpeting and other type of floor coverings. They're distributors of, uh, of paint. They're distributors of um, pictures in, in frames. I can go on and on and on. 109 subsectors, almost a quarter um, uh, quarter million distributors. And yes, we, uh, we play just in that area, but it's a large enough area uh, to offer plenty of opportunities in a small enough industry that everybody somehow seems to be one or two degrees uh, connected to each other. So reputation is very, very critical. Jay, you know, we obviously hear uh, how uh, incredibly strong the market is in the U.S. for sellers. And, uh, you know, where the valuations are particularly high and it's a very seller-friendly market. Now, obviously, a lot of that we hear in terms of the tech world and uh, these kind of high-growth businesses, uh, given that supply chain uh, is more focused on distribution and maybe less tech businesses. I wanted to get your perspective <clears throat> on the valuations that you're seeing in your space and in the impact it's having, if it is having as much impact as we're hearing in other spaces. And, and, and if you're seeing that also in Canada, if you're seeing, uh, you know, increased valuations from a Canadian perspective, when you're looking at Canadian deals. Yeah. And Mario, we are seeing pressure on, on valuations. And I think it really goes back, you know, as we call it a perfect storm, you look at the majority of distribution owners um, happen to be baby boomers. And, and one could argue they've now been through the third depression in their life. In the last 18 months, as we went through COVID, you know, many firms, you know, lost all these 18 months from financial performance, as well as just moving the business forward. You know, and maybe for the first time, owners of these businesses have faced their mortality directly. Maybe you know, they know folks that got sick. Maybe they got sick themselves. Maybe they know some people who passed away through this. And on top of everything else, now that they're finally through this, they're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, but sometimes that light's a freight train coming right at us. Because as we all know, the supply chain is an absolute disaster out there from trying to get containers to ship product from overseas, you know, to getting transportation here in the U.S. due to the trucker shortage and everything else that's going on. So you can't get product. You can't get it timely. Product costs are going up dramatically and quickly, which is very difficult to deal with. And surprise, surprise, at least in the U.S. here, you can't get workers because so much money was sprayed on uh, uh, on uh, on folks to allow them to stay at home and continue to be able to support their family, uh, what that's done is caused many people, at least here in, in the states, not to not to want to work because they can literally make much more money not working than they can working. So you combine all of that, and you can't get product, and you can't get workers, and everything else. We have a lot of folks that are just saying it's time to step away. Um, so you've got. Uh, you've got plenty of supply side and you've got a lot of people that haven't put money to work on the private equity side. They're behind 18 months as well. And in the States, the last thing that's tipping it over is our, our president has now uh, put on the table a doubling of capital gains taxes. So think about a business owner saying that they have been working maybe two or three generations and now taxes will go from, you know, 20% or so on capital gains to 40%. And all of that combined, people are saying that it's, it's time to sell and they're pressing and there's plenty of money on the sidelines. So we are seeing inflation uh, in prices. We think it'll take a while to settle back down. Uh, and with that tax issue here in the U.S., we think it's going to be red hot at least through the end of this year. And are you seeing the same, Jay, in Canada? Also seeing some, 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 uh, you know, we're noticing a little bit of it. I'm curious from your, given, given the American experience that we hear where the valuations have really you know, increased and, and in some ways dramatically. Are you 
seeing some of that in your Canadian process? Because we feel a bit of the spillover effect, but I'm curious if you're if you're seeing that too. Frankly speaking, we've seen a little bit affirming of uh, valuations, but nothing that is really um, you know, kind of the peak of the cycle that we view it here in the United States, because I think we have some of the dynamics such as taxes that are a little bit unique here in the U.S. in terms of the doubling of those capital gains taxes. But it seems to be a little more level with, if anything, some upward pressure, but nothing uh, like we're seeing here in the States, Mario. And can I ask you, Jay, with all that 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 going on, does it make you more interested in Canada? Do you find that, uh, you know, it, it kind of encourages you to look outwards more? Or, or how are you responding internally as a firm to, to, to those pressures? Um, we are continuing to do what we've been doing for, you know, over a decade in Canada. And that's, you know, continuing to be present, continuing to work. As I mentioned, it is a little challenging that we can't get across the border. So the face-to-faces are now Zoom face-to-faces. Um, so we continue to do business uh, there. So it's really not that dramatically different for us. Again, it's because we have lots of experience in, in working with Canadian businesses. Jay, given your uh, focus on, on the uh, distribution and supply chain sector, I'm curious to ask you about your experiences in Canada. Now, I know supply chain has a portfolio company in Canada, has looked actively in Canada. Wanted to get your sense, uh, given your interest in Canada, uh, what, 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 what you find appealing from a distribution and supply chain perspective and just generally speaking, what, what you like about, uh, what, what you think and like about the Canadian market? Well, let's go back. You talk about the Canadian market, but I think the way we look at it, it really starts with the Canadian uh, people, Mario. Um, we look at every distribution business at its core is really a service business. I mean, there are plenty of things you have to have in any industry. There's the right IT, the right capabilities, the right you know, vendors, and, and, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, um, a distribution business is a service business. A service business is only as good as its people. And, you know, we, we hearken here at Supply Chain Equity from the Midwest. Um, almost all of us are, are from the Ohio Midwestern area. We just moved down to Tampa, Florida, you know, about six or seven years ago um, to base our operations. But, you know, the folks, the way we view here in the Midwest U.S. are just good, good, honest, um, hardworking, straightforward individuals that are trying to do what's best for, for, the, for the team overall, whatever that team means, be it a family, be it a company you know, be it just an extended, uh, you know, neighborhood and such. So we were, you know, day one when we started doing business in, in Canada, very, very comfortable with all the folks that we met. Um, we, we all seem to have just the same way of, of looking at business, you know, being very honest, being very transparent and doing everything in a true partnership fashion and always focusing on doing, you know, what's right. And I know those, you know, those words are easy to use, but we take them to, uh, to heart. What's fair, what's right. Um, and if we continue to do that over and over again, you know, over, over time, we will all have success. And, and Jay, and I appreciate that. And, and happy to hear you've had good experiences in Canada. Can I, can I ask you about your Canadian experiences? What, um, what have you found about the Canadian marketplace when it comes to uh, investing in Canada? It really is not that unlike, um, United States. I mean, you know, we talked first and foremost about the people that are there, but in terms of everything from your body of laws and just how businesses operate in general, you know, particularly in distribution and supply chain related, is very similar to the, to the lower 50. So we don't we don't find much of a dramatic difference when we go uh, go into Canada uh, and do business in Canada. Uh, we're looking forward to you opening your border up since it's been way too long since we've been able to be over and, and visit with our partnerships there. 
but it's really very, very similar to business here in the States. And I think that's what it makes, what makes it very comfortable for us. And Jay, I, I know you mentioned the closed border. I mean, you have been looking at deals even with the closed border. Have you found that it slowed you down in terms of your interest in Canada while uh, the border has been closed? Or have you basically been finding ways around that to try to get deals done? Uh, I, I know it sounds a little strange and maybe counterintuitive, Mar- Mario, but I think the uh, the closed border has actually, if anything, been a little beneficial for us because we've been doing business in Canada for many, many years. And, you know, we I think we have a reputation up there. We have a number of contacts and, and, and people to reference up. And even with the border closed, we're still able to have feet on the ground up there as we need it and still able to do business where, you know, some folks that may be just thinking about you know, maybe doing some business in Canada and aren't quite sure how to do it, they see a closed border and it's really a major deterrent um, to them. So it hasn't been uh, harmful to us at all. I think it's been been helpful. Um, we're actually looking at a, a platform acquisition right now up there and about uh, about six or eight weeks ago closed on a very nice add-on acquisition for uh, one of our platforms in Canada called Hoskin Scientific. So we remain busy and we remain uh, very interested in, in additional partnerships in Canada. So, Jay, uh, you know, given the supply chain's focus on, you know, sp- the specific sectors of distribution and and uh supply chain businesses. Do you reach out directly to businesses? How do you do your outreach to, uh, to, to owners in Canada? You know, it's really a combination of a number of different approaches, uh, Mario. We work through um, intermediaries such as brokers, investment bankers. Uh, we get a lot of calls from wealth managers, uh, from the legal community. And really where we are most successful and what we look for, and we use the term partnership and we don't use it, we don't use it lightly. And it's uh, a lot of these distribution owners, it's not just a business they built, but it's one that was started by their father or their father's father. They take a lot of pride in the organization and the business, and they have a lot of care for the people in that business. So they're really looking for the right partner that's going to be, that's really going to do the right things for the business, help focus on growth, help take care of those people. And if it's in the world of distribution, we're, we're unique in, in that regard. In, in what we look for in terms of long-term partnerships with distribution businesses. So uh, when someone is looking for that, that, that transaction, that family transition, quite often we get uh, the first call or get a last look uh, in, in terms of being that partner uh, going forward because they know from our reputation and we open our books up and give them the name of every CEO and owner we ever partner with and say, please call everybody and, and do this with whoever you're thinking about partnering with to really understand how those businesses or how those people work together um, and then make your decision. Uh, so uh, that's really what we look for. And and I'm curious, Jay, in terms of your experience in Canada, I know you obviously like to partner with owners. Have you found the owners, I mean, sometimes private equity firms from the U.S. get a you know, colder shoulder from owners in Canada. Do you find they're, they're given your knowledge of the space I and mean, your deep knowledge, is, is it, is that give you the in with owners from a partnership point of view, given your deep knowledge of the space? That's, that's an interesting question. Um, when I think about it, I would say referrals become more important um, than not up, up in Canada, just because we're not physically sitting up in Canada. And, you know, folks are used to getting letters and emails from private equity and they don't know these names. And now you say, oh, this is a firm from the lower 50 you know, we're less likely to get that call back unless it does come from an intermediary uh, who's made a reference to us or someone takes the time to do a little research 
and and understand who supply chain equity is, you know, and or gives us the opportunity to spend a few minutes on the phone and share our unique story. And, and it sounds like that unique story resonates. I guess when it comes to distribution business, do you find you have the inside track? Do you, you know, do you, do you speak their language in a way that other PE firms just can't, can't, can't get there on? Uh, we absolutely do. And, and, and uh, with, with all you know, due deference to um, you know, the other PE firms out there, uh, I'm not quite sure how you can be an expert in a glass making company today, a distributor tomorrow, a company that frames the next day and a solar panel company the next day. Um, all we do and have done for 15 or 20 years now is invest in partnership with distribution businesses. We understand how to be good partners and help pull the levers to grow. So we come to the table, use the word talk to talk. We know the language. We understand the, the challenges the businesses face. And we can be sitting around the table as, as board members and partners and be able to have very good strategic as well as tactical discussions. And it's, it's not in the spirit of them trying to educate us because we know these core businesses. A lot we need to learn about specific businesses, specific markets, specific customers, but we're 50 to 70% of the way there um, on day one. And as, as some of our partnerships have said, after talking to us, they said they view us as industry players and partners versus other people um, uh, that are kind of new to the industry and they prefer not to spend the next five years you know, teaching a uh, freshly minted person out of business school you know, what distribution means and go through that pain and that process. So they want to partner with experienced folks. Jay, before we wrap up, you know, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, you know, a final question about just where you see the markets going. And it's, you know, for someone who focuses on distribution and supply chain companies where there's been so much disruption and, you know, such huge players, such just, just, you know, sector dynamics are, are incredible in terms of the change that's going on. Where do you think your market's going, but then also where do you think the economy's going? If, what, what, given this world that we're in right now with so much going on, I'm going to get your thoughts on which, what your take is on, on where the mar market and the economy are going. Um, in our world of distribution, it has changed dramatically, as you can understand, with the advent of the internet and the Amazons of the world. So how people are used to buying product uh, has changed dramatically. I mean, Amazon very quietly, uh, depending on which number you look at, is now selling about $20 billion B2B, business to business, uh, online. And they have set, the, set a new bar in terms of how people expect to be able to transact and work together. So really the value proposition that a distributor needs to offer has changed dramatically. It's, it's you know, far away from just breaking bulk in buying a box of something and selling in each's. There has to be a very sticky value proposition between a large customer set and a large vendor set. So we look for areas that are very technical in nature. For example, um, our partnership platform, Hoskins Scientific, sells instrumentation and controls that sense uh, in, uh, in, in, in instrument product, uh, I'm sorry, are involved in uh, uh, environmental. So they're sensing and instrumenting air, water, soil applications. Same thing with geotechnical, where they're, they're looking at um, asphalt and concrete testing. So it's really, we have, you know, basically it's 40 engineers running around the country uh, that, are, that are consulting and, and helping consultants themselves uh, do their work. So that's, you know, one value proposition. Um, so we see that the value proposition has changed dramatically. It has to be very sticky. And the other thing we're seeing is the business models are changing dramatically. So 
If companies have outside salespeople, they need to use them very judiciously. Uh, we're seeing a lot of companies focusing and building inside sales organizations that are making outbound calling, even sometimes centralizing the technical support you know, within an organization rather than having them running around the field um, because customers are less likely to want to see somebody in person. Uh, and this is even pre-COVID. So we see business models changing and, uh, and that value proposition uh, changing as, as it goes with it. So it's been an interesting five or 10 years, and I think it's going to be an interesting 10 years going forward. And to be honest, we end up partnering with a lot of companies that know that they want to change their business model somewhat, but haven't been through that process themselves and would like to work in partnership with someone such as Supply Chain Equity, who's been there many, many times. It can give them a better, a better odds of success coming out the other end. Jay, thank you for joining us. I really appreciated your insight and, and particularly, you know, your, your knowledge about this sector and, and kind of where you see where you see it going, both for, from a Canadian and, and a U.S. perspective. So thank you, Jay. Thank you for joining us. Mari, thank you for your time. And if any of your listeners would like to get in contact with me, uh, you know, we, we look forward to, uh, you know, to phone calls and emails. Thank you. Great. Thank you.